Chapter Thirty of The Rover Boys in Camp by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Thirty, Turning a New Leaf. Conclusion. The night was a long one for Dick Rover, and he was glad when the storm cleared away and the first streaks of dawn began to show themselves in the eastern sky arnold baxter had recovered consciousness but was evidently in great pain for he moaned almost constantly dick was willing to aid the sufferer yet could do little or nothing tell me the way to our camp and i will get help said dick at last and arnold baxter gave him the directions as best he could i must have a doctor whispered the man hoarsely if not i'll surely die and i don't want to die yet rover as well as he was able dick set off for the lake shore and then began to move in the direction of bass island he had not come very far when he heard somebody calling his name rover dick rover was the cry dick rover it must be a searching party he thought and he was right the party contained tom and sam and mr strong and they said that two other parties were out one headed by captain putnam and the other by an assistant where in the world have you been asked tom we have been scared almost to death over your absence it's a long story answered dick what i want just now is a doctor and a lot of salve just look at me will you blisters ejaculated sam where did you get those in a fire that nearly burnt arnold baxter to death i want the doctor for him and then dick had to tell the particulars of how he had run across the cottage in the woods and of what had followed and dan baxter is here ejaculated tom it doesn't seem possible he ought to be locked up put in sam it was decided by mr strong that arnold baxter should be removed to the camp on a stretcher and four boys including sam and tom volunteered for the service in the meantime dick went to camp to attend to his hurts and a cadet was sent to oakville for a doctor hello here comes rover whispered lew flapp to pender as dick appeared wonder what sort of a story he will have to tell one thing is certain we made a mess of our plans muttered pender perhaps rover won't give us away put in rockley hopefully on returning to camp word had been sent to captain putnam that dick rover was at the den in a condition not fit to be seen mr strong and another teacher had gone to the place mentioned in the anonymous communication only to find the den empty a general alarm was sent out and the search for the missing captain of company a was begun as recorded captain putnam also began to investigate on his private account with results that were as surprising as they were dismaying he learned that several cadets had left the camp early in the night and among them ben hurdy lew flapp pender and jackson without delay he summoned ben hurdy to his private tent and made the young cadet undergo a strict cross-examination at first hurdy would not talk but soon he became frightened and broke down utterly he told of the plot against dick and of how flapp and the others had carried it out i didn't want to go into it he whined but flapp said he would thrash me if i didn't do my share they wanted to get square with captain rover because he had won at the athletic contest and at the drill i see said captain putnam grimly and then he ordered ben hardy to keep absolutely silent until called on to speak 
if you say a word now i'll dismiss you at once he concluded when dick arrived captain putnam saw to it that his blisters were dressed with care and then he asked the elder rover to tell his whole story i do not know as i can do that captain putnam said the young captain blushing i don't care to become a tale-bearer did you leave camp of your own free will rover i did not sir you were carried away to be hazed then yes sir but i would prefer not to speak of that part of my adventures those who carried you off drugged you how do you know that asked dick in surprise never mind that now rover did they drug you or not no sir what they tried to drug me but i threw the liquor over my shoulder when they weren't looking oh i see and captain putnam smiled they tried to trick you and you ended by tricking them is that it that's about the size of it sir they thought i was in a stupor when they left me but as soon as they were gone i began to shift for myself but i don't understand how you knew about this captain putnam one of the party to this outrage has confessed so i know all about it rover the leader i believe was luke flapp and his main supporters were pender rockley and jackson to this dick did not say a word i know you would speak if i were accusing anybody wrongly rover in one way i can appreciate your silence but this affair was carried too far it was not an ordinary hazing the plot was one to blast your honest name and bring you into disgrace such things cannot be permitted at any school of which i am the head i will hear the rest of your strange tale in as few words as possible dick told how he had wandered around until he had reached the cottage and what had happened afterward it was assuredly a remarkable adventure said captain putnam i thought i had about seen the last of daniel baxter perhaps dan baxter will keep shady when he finds out what has happened perhaps and you think arnold baxter is in a bad way yes sir he came pretty close to being burnt up we will do our best for him and notify the authorities without delay an hour later the disabled man was brought into camp and the doctor came to attend him under the physician's directions arnold baxter was made fairly comfortable in one of the tents of the camp he is in a bad way said the doctor he will probably recover but it will take weeks and perhaps months arnold baxter asked for dick and the eldest rover went in to see him i-i want to thank you for what you did rover said the criminal in a low voice it-it was noble very noble i shan't forget it mr baxter why don't you try to turn over a new leaf questioned dick haven't you found out that it doesn't pay to be bad yes i have found it out and the lesson has been dearly bought said arnold baxter with a sigh in the future i shall try to-to do better here i want you to give these to your father and tell him i-i am sorry that i visited your house some time ago went on the disabled man he gave dick an envelope containing some pawn tickets which called for the things stolen from the rover homestead and also a pocket-book with some money in it this is all i have left of the cash he said i'm sorry i haven't every cent of it tell him he can do as he pleases about me i deserve no pity i think he'd like to see you turn over a new leaf too he hates to see people on the downward path mr baxter you are a good boy dick rover i am sorry that my son dan isn't like you has he been caught yet i believe not 
if he is caught let me know concluded arnold baxter and there the talk ended i imagine he really intends to turn over a new leaf said dick to tom and sam a little later hope he does replied tom so do i added sam let me add a few words more and then bring the story of life in camp to a conclusion on the day following dick's return to camp captain putnam summoned lew flapp pander rockley and jackson before him i presume you know why i have sent for you said the captain briefly since the disappearance of captain rover i have been making an investigation rover himself would not talk but others have spoken and rover has not denied the truth all of you have been guilty of such serious misconduct that to overlook it would be almost criminal on my part what have i done asked lou flapp brazenly you have earned your dismissal from putnam hall flapp and you leave this camp as soon as arrangements can be made going to fire me out eh you are dismissed i will not allow such a boy as you to mingle longer with the rest of my pupils what are you going to do with the others i wasn't to blame alone pender rockley and jackson shall go too the others including hurry shall have another chance for i believe they were dragged into the affair unwillingly by you and your particular cronies if we have got to go don't let's listen to any more gas growled rockley and stalked away with a very white face followed by flapp pender and jackson pleaded for another chance but captain putnam would not listen and in the end the evil-minded cadets had to leave the school never to return putnam hall is well rid of that crowd said songbird powell and the majority of the students agreed with him munro staton the local constable was much chagrined to think that he had not had a hand in finding arnold baxter and he at once set out to locate dan but dan baxter knew enough to leave the vicinity and that was the last heard of him for some time through the pawn tickets given to dick mr anderson rover recovered the spoons napkin rings and other things taken from the homestead by arnold baxter mr rover visited baxter before the latter was returned to the hospital from which he had escaped i believe the man really intends to reform said anderson rover afterwards but he is in a bad condition physically and may die before his term of imprisonment is at an end i hope he lives said sam i'd like to see him lead an upright honest life i don't think we'll be bothered much with dan baxter after this said tom but he was mistaken dan baxter bothered them a great deal and so did lou flapp and how we'll be told in the next volume of this series to be entitled the rover boys on the river or the search for the missing houseboat in which we shall meet our friends in a series of adventures as interesting as those already related as was the custom at putnam hall the encampment came to an end on the fourth of july this was a gala day for the cadets and they were allowed to invite both friends and relatives to the affair the rover boys had the statens over and also had their father and their uncle randolph and aunt martha participate never saw such a time in my life declared aunt martha music and marching and such fireworks and such a spread out under the trees no wonder our boys like to go to putnam hall it's a good place for them came from the father of the boys it is making good men of them 
after the fireworks big bonfires were lit and the cadets were allowed to do pretty much as they pleased as they gathered around the largest of the fires all joined hands in a big circle and it was tom who started the putnam hall cheer zip boom bang ding dong ding dong boom bang bang hurrah for putnam hall hurrah 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 came from all sides and here let us say good-bye end of chapter thirty end of the rover boys in camp by arthur m winfield